Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Josh Griffin. Thank you, Annette. And it is great to be back recording the Inspirational Australians podcast, Annette and the team work their magic. So it might seem like I've been doing podcasts recently, but I haven't recorded one in quite some time. So we wrapped up our Young Achieve Rewards events all around the country. It kind of seems like a while ago now, but in another way, it's actually, I blinked and and here we are uh, in July when we're recording this episode. But I'm really happy to be back and chatting to an awesome Young Achiever for this week's dose of inspiration. So we won't spend too much time rambling But the one thing I will say before we jump into the episode and and the interview is that you can always go to awardsaustralia.com and check out our shop. There's an option there called Awards Member. And what that is, is a little initiative we've come up with that lets people support not only the podcast, but the amazing guests and awesome community champions and young achievers who we get to uh, meet and share the story of through the awards programs we run being the Seven News Young Achiever Awards and the Community Achievement Awards. As a member, you get first access to things like the podcast, uh, news and updates and things like that. And that contribution, which is only $50 for a year, goes directly to prize grants for our winners, which is pretty awesome. So no further ado, we're going to go into this week's episode. I'm talking to Pallavi Verma who is 26, might be 27, I'll have to check with her uh, at the time of recording. And Pallavi has won a Dean's Medal in Master of Information and Communication Technology at Western Sydney University, and also a Gold Medal in Bachelor of Computer Applications at Punjab Technical University in India. Pallavi currently works as a Senior Consultant at Essient, and joining me today, not from Sydney, Pallavi, welcome. Say hello and tell us uh, where you're joining us from today. Hi, Josh. Firstly, thank you so much for the warm welcome. I'm joining you all from India, a state called Punjab in North India. Yeah, lovely. And look, I'm aware I've actually left something off your bio. I'm very sorry. So can you tell me a little bit about there's another major accolade that isn't included in that little spiel? Yeah. So when I graduated from a bachelor degree from India, I was awarded another gold medal called Wing Commander HSKill Memorial Gold Medal for being the best all-round student of the year. So fortunately, I was the only student awarded that gold medal from the whole cohort, which graduated in 2016 for being the best all-round student of the year. That's amazing. And I've got to say, that's probably the coolest name for a medal I've ever heard, the Wing Commander. Yeah, thank you. That is really cool. So you're in India at the moment, but I understand you've uh, you've only just arrived. Yes, I arrived here three days ago. And, and uh, I'm yeah, thing. you're in India for your wedding. Isn't that awesome? So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. You've come back uh, to get married. Uh, is it you know happening right around the corner? Yeah. So my wedding is just a month and few days away so it's happening in August and I have been living in Sydney for past five years my parents which live in India they wanted me to spend at least a month with them prior to getting married and leave them to live with my like husband and in-law family so even I wanted to spend time with my family haven't been here since last four years because of 
like strict lockdown in Australia, yeah. we couldn't travel. So I got an opportunity to meet my parents after four years. And that's amazing feeling. Yeah, I can imagine you want to spend a good chunk of time with them. So it must be really special to do that. Yeah. Well, for those who can't see, obviously, this is an, uh, an audio medium, but I love your background. Your Zoom background is uh, the Melbourne Docklands. Looks like you're in uh, in Australia still. Yeah, I'm in <laughs> India, but the background is giving feeling that I'm still in Australia. That's right. So, yeah, yeah thanks for joining us, Palavia. You know, I want to find out a bit more about your journey and your life as an international student uh, in Sydney, studying at the Western Sydney University and things like that. And also to find out a bit of context because your gold medals, like they sound amazing, but you can let us know what that actually means as Dean's medal there as well. So can you tell us, tell us uh, I guess, the start, what was it that you know drew you to become a student in Australia? Yep. So I have been a high achieving student in India as well. And as you read out for, um, while introducing myself, that I have won a gold medal in my bachelor's degree. So what happens in India, we have different universities. And with each universities, there are like hundreds of colleges or institutes affiliated to it. So from my graduate in my bachelor's degree, I not only rank number one in academics from just my own institute, but amongst all the institutes affiliated to Punjab Technical University. So there would have been 15 or 20,000 students. So I not just rank number one in my own institute, but the entire university, which could have had 100 plus institutes providing that particular bachelor degree. So that's one of the highest academic achievements I have received in India. And in North India, like I graduated in a computer applications degree, Northern India is not an IT hub. South India is. I was offered a job at one of the like topmost MNCs in India. But I and my parents thought if I would have to pursue further education or work in the corporate, I would anyway have to leave my parents because couldn't work while staying with them because of the, like not too many opportunities available here. So we thought if I have to leave my parents anyway, then why just be in India? Why not look for a higher level platform, right? So I chose like studying in Australia. My maternal uncle lived there. Like he has been living there since like few years. And I must say, like you mentioned, I have one of Dean's medal in Australia. My maternal uncle and aunt with whom I have been living, they have been my greatest support like during my international student journey or while I have been in Australia. Wow, that's really cool. And uh, that's very nice that you could stay with family and um yeah. And have that experience. Do you think that helped you, you know, coming from, I suppose, India, from a different country and settling uh, into life yes. here in Australia? Yes. Yeah. When I came to Australia, the only person I knew was my maternal uncle. At that time, my aunt was in India. Australia is a multicultural country, though I got opportunity to meet people from like Asian or like Indian, um, like from India but with different cultures like in India after every few hundred kilometers culture like language everything changes so mm. India is a multicultural country but Australia has got people from different nations so I like that part but of course journey as an international student has definitely been challenging for me but yes as you asked um, knowing my Knowing someone, my uncle, with whom I lived there has really, really helped me a lot. They have been my greatest support there. 
Yeah, that's cool. And so what was it about Western Sydney University? You know, did you, I'm only asking because I don't know how it works. Do you apply for multiple universities and you, it's like a draw or do you uh, target specific uh, institutions? Yeah, I did because my uncle lived in Sydney. So I kind of narrowed down my search that I wanted to live and study in Sydney itself. I did apply for four universities in New South Wales. So of course, being a high achiever, I was looking for like the university to offer me scholarship and of course, provide the kind of course I wanted. So I did apply for four universities in Western Sydney in terms of their ranking and the offer they provided me sound quite nice. And Western Sydney University, of course, has their campus in Western Sydney region, right? So that's where we lived. So uh, Western Sydney, because of their ranking and the scholarship they offered me, I chose them. Yeah, we also love Western Sydney University. They sponsor partner of the Seven News Young Achiever Awards. And of course, Pallavi, you're a semi-finalist in the Western Sydney University Academic Achievement Awards. So uh, it's all kind of coming full circle, isn't it? Yeah. And it so is. what was it so what was it like? So you, you've come to Australia. It's great that you could come in and live with your uncle and, and get settled there. But then when you start at university, you know, what was that like in a completely new country and new place? It I would say it was a very challenging experience. The education system in India, I would say the tertiary education system in India is very different to what it was in Australia. It took me a good six months of time, my first semester, just to understand and settle. But Western Sydney University does provide great support to the international students. They do organize some workshops prior to the commencement of semester so that students can get used to how the assignments and things take place there. And because I have been an actively engaged student, so I did take opportunity um, to, I, I did avail all the opportunities to attend those workshops. So they, it helped me a lot. Yeah. And so if you don't mind me asking, like, what are some of those challenges? And again, just because I'm kind of not aware, I haven't gone through that, um, that kind of uh, experience. So for me, I, I really wouldn't know what it's like. Yeah, say if I do a comparative analysis, just to give an overview in India, we do have some practicals, but we do have written exams for almost every subject. But that doesn't happen in Australia. In India, we do have major exams like uh, at the end of the semester. But in Australia, we do have major assignments throughout the semester. And the kind of assignments they are, the kind of projects we got opportunity to work at in Australia, they were quite different than India. And of course, being an international student, I did not know anyone in my university. So finding a good and reliable partner in group projects who want to achieve the same level as you had been challenging as well. Like I, I have always wanted to achieve the highest possible in whichever area I am. but it might not be the case every time that your group mate are also targeting for the same level. So you would have to work extra so that not just, uh, of course, the entire group, but also you as well can reach to the level up. Um, other people will give their performance the level they want to target, but mm -hmm. I wanted the Dean's Medal, the highest academic honor. So I had to put extra effort there. And of course, extra effort does take extra energy, some sacrifices, which I did. Yeah, well, uh, I do remember group assignments and 
it's funny with group assignments because in some ways they can reflect what it's like to work, you know, in a professional environment when you're working with different yeah. team members. In other ways, it's no reflection whatsoever because, as you said, you've got some people who are just happy to kind of coast and, yeah, if I just do this and work and I'll get a pass grade, whereas in obviously a professional environment, if you don't put in that effort, it's reflected in the work and then it's not good enough. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that, a... Yeah? No, sorry, you go ahead. Thank you. Um, the phase of group assignments and other things have, like, groomed me a lot how to deal with people of different personalities. So my university life was not just an a good academic experience, but it has grown me or enhanced me as a person who I am as well. I felt like I had this realization within the first few weeks of myself being in Australia that when I was living with my parents, parents usually keep the children in a bubble. Like they try to keep the kids away from all the negative things or other things. But when I was in Australia, I was by myself and like that bubble wasn't there. I had to face the reality of like this world. Um, so I had that realization and that kind of punched me. Like I have been living in a bubble, have not experienced what real life is, but I got the, an opportunity to experience that in Australia. And other thing about Australia that I must say here as well, I have noticed people in Australia are very positive, very kind and very helpful. And I have really loved Australia as a nation. And that's why I have decided to like stay there forever. Like I got my permanent residency because Australia is a great nation to live. That's awesome. Was your were your parents, you know, sad or, or disappointed or in a way, obviously they support you without any question, but were they kind of thinking, no, Pallavi, we want you to come back? My parents have always been supportive. Like they knew the opportunities I can get in Australia are more in a level up than what I can get here. So though they might um might feel sad that I am leaving them forever for being in a different nation, but they have always shown me that they always support me in each and every decision of mine, which they do. And the other thing is uh, I have one sibling, my younger brother. He also pursued the same degree at Western Sydney University like me. So we both have been living in Sydney. My parents are in India, but of course, in the next few years, we would get a parent settled with us because I have always lived in a close-knitted family and would like to live my parents nearby me at least in the same nation yeah no oh, that's cool you're slowly bringing the whole family across yes um family has a great like place in my heart and my life forever yeah. yes yeah. well i think sometimes when you know as you were saying australians are very positive and happy and and that's great to hear it's not always the case unfortunately but sometimes people think are oh, international students and it's easy to give that a faceless name, but, you know, just like you, it's people with their own families and, and dreams and hopes and coming to, to try and fulfill that. Yeah. It's great to hear your story. So people, I guess, can, and that can humanize things for them a little bit. Yeah. So you're telling us, you know, about those early stages at Western Sydney university and some of the challenges that you experienced. Was there, did you find that you were getting involved in clubs or other societies that kind of help you, and get settled and, and get used to being in this new environment? 
Yes, I did participate in different clubs and societies, and I'll share more about them in the next couple of minutes. So in my, as I mentioned, it took me a good six months' time, my first mm-hmm. semester, to understand how the education system have been. And I, I also wanted to work part-time. Like in India, we have university seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. But in Australia, we used to have our lectures of three hours, like once in a week. So I had my time free. Of course, I did have some assignments to work on, but I wanted to be self-independent. So I started looking for part-time role as well. In India, I have never worked alongside my studies, but working alongside studies was a first-time experience for myself in India and on the uh, in Australia, sorry. And on the top of that, I started getting involved in different committees, strategic decision-making committees at Western Sydney University. So time management in the earlier stages were very challenging, but later I kind of started getting passionate about it, the kind of contribution I could make through the committees I was involved in. So I started liking and I was happy even to sacrifice a few hours of my sleep daily because I was passionate about those things. And I'll tell more about some of the committees now. So the first committee I became a part of was called Vice Chancellor's International Student Advisory Committee. So through that committee, I directly was involved with Western Sydney University's vice chancellors, student directors, and other high achieving international students, where we kind of helped and provide our views that can help make some strategic decisions for not just international, but the whole student community at Western Sydney University. And being a part of those committees were not even easy for For each and every committee I have been part of, I had to go through a few rounds of interviews. So I really had to show me how capable I am to be working with vice chancellor and getting involved in those strategic decision-making committees. Other committee I was a part of was called School Advisory Committee for the School of Computing, Engineering and Mathematics. That was the committee for which I had to run for elections. So I won elections and that's how I was got I got elected as a postgraduate student representative in that um, committee. And the other committee I was a part of was called Academic Senate Review Committee. So Academics um, Senate is the highest governing body at Western Sydney University for making academic decision university-wide. And with external professors, university from U- uh, professors from University of Technology, like UTS, Macquarie University, and one more university. So we conducted an external review of university's academic senate. And considering my high achievements, my academic achievements and my other engagement at university, I was directly appointed as an international student representative at that committee. And as a part of that committee, I interviewed the vice chancellor and other higher level staff at university to conduct what their thinking have been about that academic senate and to provide like a written document review and provide some suggestion how the academic senate can work better for the university. Wow, I had to uh, take a deep breath just hearing that, let alone doing it no wonder you had to sacrifice some hours from your sleep because there would have been no other hours in the day otherwise 
Yes, because 40 hours would go in studies, 20 hours would go per week for work. And before each and every committee meeting, I would have to review 100 pages of documents of like previous meeting minutes, what the agenda happened and other documentation. And of course, I would have to prepare some documents prior to going for such meetings. So yes, it did take good amount of time. And on the top of that, I used to participate in external competitions. One of those was called Interchange. So students from eight different universities in New South Wales participated and it was kind of an entrepreneurship project competition. I used to do some speaking engagements at conferences like Asana, at events like Young Professional Summit organized by Australian Computer Society, which is the peak level body for like computer education or like computer professionals in Australia. So yes, of course, I had to sacrifice my sleep hours and few other things to pursue my passion. Wow. Yeah, that's quite amazing. And I want to come back a little bit just to one of the committees you mentioned that you were elected to be on there. You know, how did you go about, I guess, becoming known in that community within that group to be elected? Because obviously they have to know who they're, you know, electing on. Is that because you were involved in some of these other committees? And yeah, how did how did that process go? So because I have been high achieving as well as highly involved student at the university, um, there were students, they would know me, but I wouldn't know them, but they would say, hi, Pallavi, and I would be like, have we met? And they would say, we have seen you at stage speaking at this event, doing that. So students knew me, but this committee for which I won elections, I received an email from one of my university professors, like they have noticed me in classes. I used to ask like, good questions in class so I got an email from one of my professors they said there is um, they are looking to uh, um, elect someone for as a postgraduate student representative and he encouraged me to apply for it which I did and there were some other candidates as well so I did apply for that sent my nomination I was shortlisted and of course when elections took place our final examinations were going on. Of course, students from that school or that department got emails with the the bios or statement from each and every candidate. But of course, we had to do some self-work as well. Of course, you know election Mm. campaigns, right? We we have to encourage people to vote us. So it was an amazing experience. But uh, yeah. So with with all of that going on and based on how busy you were hearing at that time, now that you're, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you've kind of finished uh, and you're now working at Essient as a senior consultant, is it easier to be uh, working in a professional environment compared to, you know, with this academic environment, with everything you had going on, or is it just different? Yeah, prior to starting um, sharing about my journey at Essien, while studying, I started working in the IT department of Western Sydney University itself. Uh, Being an international student, it has never, it, it is not easy to find job in their own field. Students do have to do some odd jobs and my family always supported me. They they never forced me that start working, start earning some money. They always encouraged me either find a role in your own university so that you can manage well with your studies or find a role in your own field. And I was fortunate enough to get a role in my own field and in my university. But that was not easy. I had to 
like the way we apply for roles in india is very different than how like it's in australia we have to prepare like selection criteria i did attended a lot of workshops at my university to understand how applying for jobs preparing resumes job interviews look like so for every achievement of mine i have invested like i would say tens or hundreds of hours in understanding how that thing look like how would my contribution help me in achieving what i want to so a lot of background work had been done which is not just visible when we just see the title of achievement so a lot of hours have gone behind that so at western sydney university i started working as an it service desk analyst and then later i started working as a business analyst i have worked for 3 years in the university arena i have also worked as a pmo analyst at university of new south wales and there was a time of course during um, lockdown when i felt like i should move into the corporate world in a different sector university sector has been amazing but i wanted to experience the corporate world as well and when you say is it easier or how it is i would say corporates are more fast paced as compared to how things have been at university uh, i have been working with scn since last one year and three months i would say and i have learned and grown a lot not just as a professional but as a person as well through my experience of working as a senior consultant as at scn yeah so you've obviously done a lot and you mentioned earlier this is going back in the conversation that you you know started your first part time role whilst working when you referenced that was at the western city university job that you yes. were mentioning that was where you first started yes. yeah for before western sydney university i did like a few weeks role at an organization called code camp they teach school going students how to make gaming applications for iphone so i did a two week role like they organizes such things um during summer vacation like during vacations so i did that for two weeks and later from after that i have been working at western sydney university uh, before moving to corporate yeah and so do you think that you are now uh, finished with your studies when i finished my studies i remember i was at a bookstore in sydney my mother was in australia for my graduation and i asked my mother what should i send as a gift to my brother who at that time was an indian mother my mother recommended why not gift him a book so i was at the demox store in sydney on sydney george street and i was looking for a book and f- like i met a beautiful hearted girl from england who was there for a training in australia just for a week god knows how we met so I met that girl and I just asked her a question have you read this book and she pointed 100 books in that store I have read this read this read this read this and I was like oh wow and she gave me advice she advised me that when you have finished your formal education it doesn't mean that you have finished your education studying or learning is a lifelong journey so never think that you are done with your education like from each and every experience through books and like whatever you do in your life through the people you meet you will keep learning and growing so yes i have finished my bachelor and master degree i have been offered um to pursue phd as well but now i think i should learn from my life experiences and grow and that's what i have been doing so far 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. In terms of you know learning and going from uh, experiences, I understand you've done some speaking engagements, and obviously when you do those, you learn and grow as a person from your experience, but also you help other people uh, when you speak and share your story. Can you share us a bit about your speaking engagements you've been part of? Yes, so I started my speaking engagements. I have done a few in India as well through my like while my academic academical journey. Um, but I started at a higher level while being an international student in Australia because of the committees I have been part of and the contribution I have been doing to international student community and the programs I have been involved at at Western Sydney University. I became a part of a program called Women in Science and Engineering. It is true. I'm sharing this from my own experience. There is a gap between the number of females pursuing STEM, like science, technology, engineering, and mathematical related education and and pursuing such jobs. So the gap is really there. And when I became a part of that program, I was mentored by one of the university staff. And that's from and that program was there from where I started my speaking journey. I was invited to uh, to speak at the closing ceremony of that event. And later, through the connections I have made at different committees, I started getting invited as a panelist or as a speaker at different conferences and professional summits. Like one of those was Asana. And then was a young professional summit organized by Australian Computer Society. Yes, um, I am highly passionate about being on stage, holding mic in my hand, speaking, sharing my experience. But it is both ways. It's not just I am pursuing my passion. I am contributing to international student, young professionals, women in STEM education communities through my speaking engagements, encouraging them, inspiring them through my inspirational story yeah that's really cool what do you think you know this might be too big a question but uh what do you think are some of the things that whether it's universities can do whether it's just people in the community can do to help improve the experience for international students to help make that first six months you know less challenging yeah so i have noticed because when I started Western Sydney University, I kind of skimmed through the entire website to know what exactly opportunities are available there so that I don't miss any that is relevant to me. Universities and even like organizations like Study NSW or Australian government, they do have a lot of programs, a lot of workshops and events that are specific Um, that are specifically designed to provide good experience to international students. But the challenge is international students are not aware of those. Not every student would be proactive to skim through university website to ask from their professionals to search on Google what other opportunities are there. There is a majority chunk of international students, and that's a reality, that are either fully occupied by their studies or their work. They don't like they don't devote time to find out what opportunities are there. So I would say lack of awareness is there. Universities do provide awareness um, or information about such things during their orientation sessions or by organizing stalls. But unfortunately, that things couldn't happen in like the last two years of lockdown period. Mm, And I'm saying this because my brother came to Australia in 2019 as an international student. His course started in 2020. 
his entire degree was online so the opportunities i could avail my brother couldn't avail to that extent so of course that has been challenge but i would say um having opportunities for international students is lesser is less of a challenge as compared to the lack of awareness that's there in international students yeah it's good that i suppose we're helping to share your story so that people are i guess are aware of what international yes, students I, go I, I through yes and one more example i have been a semi finalist in western sydney young achiever awards um, in the seven news um, young achiever awards right if universities could promote such awards would be great i i re- i googled i i came to know about this through my google search and linkedin that such kind of awards are there honestly i do feel that considering my achievements i do deserve and should have got more awards but i was not made aware of it so we do have to do some self work work ourselves to search what opportunities are there and then avail them so it's both on the side of universities as well to provide good opportunities to international students and of course on the part of international students to keep themselves proactive look and then avail and the opportunities available for them yeah Well it's a, it's a good point that you make that sometimes people who search out opportunities obviously uh, are able to access more you know more opportunities and, and and better results and so you know talking to you, I can tell you're a really driven person can i ask you with your academic and career plan is it something that you you know really intentionally kind of designed and set out and planned ahead or is it kind of just as each stage of your life arrives you look at that and and kind of go from there i would say it's a mixture of both i could select what degree i want to study at australia but i couldn't plan how each semester of mine is going to look like and uh, i would like to share an example here so in my first semester there was a unit called professional practice and communication for that unit my first assignment um when i i gave my 100% but i was studying from the indian education system mindset i did prepare my education uh, my assignment and when the results came out um it was a 3 mark assignment which would have contributed to the final 100 i only scored 1.4 when we look 1.4 out of 3 it doesn't look a big difference but when i look deeply i did not even score 50% in the first assignment of my university right it disheartened me a lot i in mm. fact cried because i have been a gold medalist the highest achiever in the entire university and i could even even score 50% in the very first assignment of my university city right and that continued for the first few assignments i was not scoring good that's where i realized if i'll keep on doing the same thing i'll i'll keep on getting the same results i would have to change the way i approach things by understanding so there was a self awareness a session that i had to go through by myself because my uh, like i didn't have support available to myself who can guide me what should you do at each and every step in your university life i did such that's when i skimmed the entire website what opportunities are available what career point of view workshops like cv making um interview preparation workshops are there um i'll share one more example here just digressing a little bit from academic experience 
when i applied for you know, like i would have applied for like 10 20 role at university before i got mine there was selection criteria demonstrate how you are good at your communication skill demonstrate how you can interact with people and i would add one statement i am good at this i would have done this and when i would receive sorry you haven't been selected i was like i have said that i do have this why aren't they not believing me why aren't they not getting and that's when i realize it's not what you possess it is how you demonstrate to the other person that you really possess that quality that's when you get uh, like the opportunities i would have spent like week or two week just on understanding how to apply for jobs at like in australia or how to apply for jobs at university how to apply for jobs at for this particular role i have invested like good amount of time in getting what i achieved so coming back to the university point um yes uh, i had to do background work and when i did not score good marks in my university i was shattered i remember I, while crying at my home i searched what is the highest academic achievement at western sydney university and when i came to know about the dean's medal is the one i i made my target that yes i want to achieve that dean's medal and of course to achieve that a highest academic honor a lot of efforts have gone my parents my uncle aunt my family has supported me a lot i remember like australia currently is four and a half hours ahead of india and like during daylight saving the time changes my uncle my aunt would sleep but i would have to wake up entire night to prepare my assignments and to contribute my time for other things but i used to feel lonely so i used to video call with my mother she would just remain with me on video call she would say i am there work on this she would call me when i would have to say mama i want to um be a delegate of western sydney university for this particular conference like things have been highly competitive hundreds of students will apply for one thing only one or two will get selected my mother would call me after every 30 minutes how is your application going how are you preparing for each and every speaking engagement of mine for each and every application even for the seven news young achiever awards my mother my parents my, my father mother my brother would proofread it for me i would translate it to them in my mother tongue and ask them how is it looking like my each and every speech before it would go to audience my parents would have reviewed it for me and provided their feedback so i'm fortunate enough to have like such supporting family because of which i have been able to achieve what i have done today it's amazing so really they've uh, yeah they've been such a big part of it uh, along the way yes it's not just my sacrifices my parents my uncle have sacrificed a lot like the contribution my uncle and aunt have made in my life for me to achieve in achieve the lifestyle i have got in australia can't be described in words my university in my university life i i had four units in each and every semester and three out of four lectures would happen in evening from 6 to 9 and never in my two year life of my my student life in australia my uncle would have never let me travel in public transport after finishing my lecture at 9 am 
for entire two years, three days a week, he would pick me from my university campus at 9 p.m. He would finish his work early, whatever, but he would be there at 9 p.m. outside my university to pick me and take me home. So like my contribution, the contribution my family has given to me behind all my achievements is is I would say the secret. Like, of course, my own hard work have been there, but my family support have played a major role as well. And I've, I, I uh, consider myself so fortunate for this. Yeah, they've backed you up big time. Yeah, yeah. I also, uh, you know, going back a little bit, really like your message uh, about if you put in the same, or if you try the same method each time, of course, you get the same results. And yes. really that motto or that kind of philosophy is, just so relevant for any any application, any field, any purpose. And I think sometimes that's a great thing to remember to be really intentional. What is that? What am I trying to achieve? How do I go about getting better results? And uh, really looking at it from a strategic point of view, which I think sometimes we forget to do. So yeah, that was that was a great message. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So lastly, before we finish up, you know, I did want to ask about Obviously, you've been part of the uh, Seven News Young Achiever Awards and you came to the event at Dalton House um, and you were yeah. presented, obviously, the semi-finalist, which was great. Yeah, what was uh, kind of your experience of, of being part of the awards process in general? Uh, and then secondly, you know, coming to the event and, and that experience as well. So, of course, the way the event was organised was great. I would say everything was systematic, well-planned, well-organised, and I do remember I commended Enid on the, the day itself as well, that everything is well organized. Oh, really? Um, yes, it was. Indeed, it was. Of course, we got opportunity to meet different like NSW ministers. And I also got opportunity, to, like you mentioned, Western Sydney University is one of the sponsors for the awards. I got an opportunity to meet some of my professors after so long. Oh, they nice. They came to my table, like searching me. So it was a great experience. It was a good networking opportunity as well. But of course, meeting other high achievers was a great experience as well. Yeah, fantastic. We're, uh, we're you know, as I said at the top, uh, we've, we've wrapped up the program and we're already uh, excited for the next round uh, to begin. So, you know, if anyone listening uh, knows an incredible young achiever, uh, like Pallavi, then uh, you can actually go to awardsaustralia.com now and uh, find your relevant state for the Young Achiever Awards. And you can get started early by uh, starting a, no- a nomination. It's actually called a refer someone, the button, and uh, click that button and you can get started early. But Pallavi, before we do wrap up, I did want to ask you, you've got lots of stuff coming up with seeing your family for the first time in four years, your your wedding coming up, which is super exciting. So there's lots of uh, stuff happening in your life, but you know, from a more general standpoint, what is it that that really inspires you, whether that's day-to-day or, or something bigger picture? So I am a people person. I love interacting with people. And personally, I believe um, in the power of our voice. I believe the kind of words we use, what we can do from the magic of our voice plays a great role. We can share our stories, we can connect people, we can encourage and inspire people. So I highly believe in the power of our voice. And that's what I'm highly passionate about my speaking engagements, myself being as a panelist, 
it's my passion like i can skip my meals i can skip my sleep for my speaking engagements it's my passion i love doing it from my heart because i because i know through the power of our voice we can like we can change or we can enhance millions of life and i would continue doing that and honestly i do politics as a great 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 platform to contribute and make impact in like the the amount of lives we can influence as a politician is great and i see politics as a great medium for that because of that reason is that something you want to get into do you think politics yes definitely yeah. yes that's uh what's exciting we well, uh, can't wait to follow your journey and if other people want to follow along and uh you know see what's happening with you where's the best place for them to connect with you uh my linkedin account pallavi verma um i would say linkedin is the best place for them to connect with me yes lovely well uh we'll have that details in the show notes if people want to uh find out exactly but i can testify you're very easily searchable on linkedin so uh <laughs> just search in pallavi okay. verma and you come up straight away yeah yep that's right ken um before we leave i really want to give one more message to the audience there yeah please go ahead not just being an international student but in life as well we would hear from people that this opportunity is not for you this is very challenging like only 2 out of 1000 people would get selected i'll share an example from my own life when i came to australia as an international student hundreds of people my fellow my fellow university mates my seniors would advise me that it is not easy or even they would say it is not possible to find a job in your own field in australia being an international student number one because you don't have permanent residency you don't have local work experience and i was someone who did not have local work experience i did not have overseas work experience but i was able to do my homework i was able to search what is required to reach there i was willing to put those efforts and i i was 100% dedicated to achieve that target and i was able to showcase what i possess and what i'm able to or capable to um deliver so that makes a big difference so if you want to achieve something there would be instances when you would be told that this is not possible this is very challenging i would say listen to your heart if you really want to do it commit yourself to do it it everything is possible everything is that's a great message to end on and uh certainly palavi it's been great chatting to you an inspirational australian definitely and uh certainly your in, your academic achievements whilst are so impressive to me the the best thing is just hearing your passion um and and your message that yeah is is really inspiring that uh anyone can do it and you just the evidence of that you put in the hard work and be really intentional and you can achieve things so thank you for True. your time today i appreciate it you're welcome it has been a pleasure to be a part of this podcast and i hope our listeners will get inspired through it i'm sure they will and best wishes uh, for your upcoming wedding as well thank you uh, my fiance his name is prince um he he is also excited to listen that and i'm sure he'll enjoy that too Prince and Pallavi it's like the a beautiful uh, combo of names to put together. Yes, thank you. 
I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you liked it or any of our other episodes, it would be great if you can rate and review the Inspirational Australians podcast. It really helps us out. If someone you know needs a little dose of inspiration, why not let them know about this podcast? And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. You can always head to our website at awardsaustralia.com slash podcast for more information and details on each guest. Now, before we go, I'd like to thank Annette, our producer. Here's a fun fact. Annette is my mum and our other host, Jeff, is my dad. This podcast is brought to you by Awards Australia, a family-owned business that proudly uncovers the stories of people who make a difference for others. We can only do this with the support of our corporate and not-for-profit partners as they make our awards programs possible. So do you know someone making a difference? If you'd like to recommend someone to be a guest on the podcast, get in touch through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians. Or maybe your business might like to sponsor the podcast or get involved with the awards we run. Head to our website, awardsaustralia.com for more details. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference. <laughs>